Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. We are in holiday season and I'm excited. I just feel like this season just brings a lot of joy and happiness and at the same other time, there's holiday parties, family gatherings that bring up a lot of maybe nerves, anxiety, frustration, because there's maybe people, family members that are toxic, that don't behave the way you desire, that bring you down. And so in today's episode, let's handle, let's talk about how to handle toxic family members or people in general during the holidays, holiday gatherings, parties, and whatnot, because we already know Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Then we have like Christmas holiday parties, New Year's parties. Like it is that season and I love it. Thanksgiving is like my favorite holiday and I'm grateful to be surrounding it with amazing friends and loved ones and the environment is healthy, but I know not many of you have that. And so I want to share with that because many people and family members have toxic or unhealthy behaviors, whether you realize it or not. Some people don't realize it because it's just been the norm. It's just always been that way. That's just how, you know, Aunt Karen is or, you know, Uncle George, but it's like, no. And as you get older and older, you may realize this doesn't serve me. This doesn't feel good. I don't like being around this person. This is toxic. It's unhealthy. And so I just want to share with you how to be able to handle it. Um, before we dive in, like, let's talk about like maybe some toxic behaviors or things that people may do for you to realize it's not healthy and it could be toxic. You know, maybe you have someone that critiques your body either way. I've had family members do this, especially when I would go back to Uruguay and they would be like, hold on, how do I say it in English? Like, they're like, oh, you're so skinny, eat a burger. And the next time I'd be there, I'd be like, oh, you gained a few pounds. Like you're going to keep eating. Like it was just constant critiques to my body. That's not healthy. That is toxic. Um, maybe somebody is complaining and is always negative and is dampering the mood. Like the holidays should be fun and exciting and just a good time. And if they're constantly talking about heavy things or just gossiping, no, toxic. You know, maybe there's someone who has unrealistic expectations. Maybe his parents setting impossibly high standards for yourself in the holidays and it leads to stress and disappointment. And maybe they're just constantly anxious and you feel like you're walking around eggshells not healthy. And to add on to that, maybe they make you, you know, they're a little bit manipulative and give you guilt trips, like not helping enough or like just trying to control in some type of way, control your certain actions or decisions, unhealthy. Maybe you have a cousin that has competitiveness, like competitive comparisons, like constantly comparing achievements, degrees, income, possessions, lifestyles. No, toxic. Uh, obviously boundary violations. If there are people that are prying into your life or giving unsolicited comments or opinions that you're not asking for, or they're crossing the line, it is unhealthy and that is toxic. 
Um, just a few other behaviors, somebody undermining success, like belittling you or downplaying like all the achievements you've done this year that can come from jealousy or resentment, not healthy. Somebody who has like, uh, they call it selective amnesia. Like they're ignoring, avoiding, like talking to everybody else, but you like, no, um, any financial pressures or conversations or political talks, right? Like these are just boundaries that can get heated and no one has the right to tell you what to do with your money or your opinions or whatnot. Um, and lastly, ones are like emotional blackmail. So like using emotions as weapons to get their way. Maybe it's through threats or the silent treatment um, or just overall dysfunctional communication. So like toxic patterns of blame or yelling or stonewalling, like all of these that I just shared are unhealthy and toxic. Maybe you have a family member. Maybe you have an aunt. Everybody listening to this may have something different. Maybe it's an anxious mother or a rude uncle or a cringy, creepy cousin, competitive cousin. Maybe there's somebody who's a drunk and just starts babbling and saying mean things to people or gossiping. Like everybody has a different situation. Um, so how can we handle family members or people with these behaviors in these social settings where, you know, it's holidays, you're with people, maybe you don't want to make a scene, but you're also like, I'm not trying to hang around you. I think there was ways to go about it. Um, but let's talk about it. And a few things I want to talk about here is like boundaries and communicating effectively. Cause a lot of that is going to stem from that. So before, before you go into this party or this Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas Eve, New Year's, whatever it is, I want you to ask yourself what assumptions are being made. You know, many times we create the reality or the story in our mind. Well, you know, my cousin and my aunt, my mom always does this always or just most of the time, right? And like, what's the fear? Because our mind has the survival mechanism that it's going to like seek out danger and like the negative. And the worst thing is, is that we replay it, all these worst case scenarios. And the issue is if you're going to bring attention there, you have to bring attention to the possibility of it going good, right? How do you know your aunt isn't going to therapy and healing her toxic ways? Yada, yada, yada. And knowing that where your attention goes, energy flows. And sometimes you may be creating more of that reality by thinking the worst case scenario and bringing your energy there. And I've helped so many clients reframe the assumptions they were making before going into family situations. And it made a massive difference in that, how that person showed up. Maybe they just felt your energy. Maybe they are doing work and your assumptions are wrong now. So what if it went good over bad? What would be the best case scenario? Can you imagine that? Can you play out that scene? How do you want to feel during these events? How do you want it to go? If you're going to focus on the worst case and the fearful ones, you got to focus on the good ones and paint the picture and bring your energy there. Hold the vision that maybe, you know, the people have had a newfound revelation in their lives and they show up differently. Maybe you show up differently. Maybe you speak differently and it creates a different outcome than what you've experienced in the past. And so just be mindful of that. Your thoughts, your beliefs, the stories you tell yourself have really big power on what could be continuously attracting into your life. And, you know, something I share a lot with clients here is like, when someone says anything, like this is a rule of thumb I give people is like, everybody pre- 
projects onto others, projecting their own issues. And so if I have a family member or a friend or just a person in general, like just crossing a boundary or saying something or whatever it is, I ask myself like, damn, what must be happening within them for them to say that, for them to behave that way? Because it makes you realize it's usually not about you. It's more about them that they're just projecting onto you. And this gives me a lens of compassion and I can see them in a new light that maybe they don't know any better. Maybe they're critiquing my body because they critique their body every single second of every single day. Maybe they um, are yelling because they have they don't have a place to be heard at home. And it just lets me see them in a different way and not react as intensely. So again, let's start with what assumptions are being made. Can you focus on how you want it to go? Can you see the good in the situation? How do you want to feel instead? Be mindful of the stories and where your energy is going. And how can you change your lens to being like, it really has nothing about me, but more about them that they're projecting onto me. And with that said, you don't have to take on people's like unhealthy, toxic behaviors because they're unconscious to it or because they're hurting because just because hurt people hurt people doesn't mean, doesn't make it excusable. So how can we handle this if it were to not go the best way, right? So we need a game plan here. You cannot control anybody else. You can only control you, your response, and your reactions. And what I love to do with clients is game plan together. And obviously this is a podcast episode, so you may have a specific situation. Maybe I cover it, maybe I don't, but do your best here to just follow these guidelines. So let's game plan. If your assumptions were correct of what it could go poorly, how do you want to respond this time? How do you choose to react? Because you only have control over your responses, your reactions, your feelings, your thoughts, your words, not the other people. And when you can show up and respond more maturely in a different way, in a more healthy way, it's going to diffuse the energy of the situation. So like maybe it's like planning an exit strategy and excusing yourself to get fresh air when someone says a comment to you that you're just like not okay with, but you're not ready to talk about it or say something to them. Like what's it, what's an exit? I think having an exit strategy is always great because when the, if things were to get too overwhelming, what can you do? Maybe it's a friend you call, maybe it's a designated safe, go safe space, going to the bathroom, going outside, um, going to a room, like leaving the actual room and maybe environment so you can get fresh air, you can take deep breaths, you can ground, you can control your thoughts and your emotions. So that way you take control of your environment, what you're allowing yourself to be surrounded self yourself with, but it gives you a moment to just breathe and not react and then choose how you want to respond. Maybe responding is leaving the event because that person just crossed the line again and you're just done. Or maybe it is getting some fresh air and then you can communicate a boundary. Or maybe it's just like, I don't think it's smart for us to talk right now. I'm going to go hang out with my cousin, not you, if it's your sister, right? Like whatever it is, what's a good exit strategy for you to like, uh, compile yourself, whatever. I don't know what the word is. Um, decompress and like get yourself, yourself together. Um, maybe it's having a conversation proactively. 
So for example, this is maybe for those of you who have like an overly anxious mom who's hosting. And when she hosts, maybe she freaks out. You feel the energy. You feel like you're walking on eggshells and then she lashes out and makes you feel guilty that you're not helping enough. Okay. You know how she operates. How can you handle this proactively? Maybe you have a conversation with her and be like, Hey mom, I absolutely love that you host Thanksgiving every year or whatever she's hosting. But I notice that you get really anxious and overwhelmed. And sometimes you lash out and you say mean things to me that make me feel guilty. How can I just help you feeling less overwhelmed? What can I do? Give me a chore. Give me tasks. Handle the situation or the issue prior. Maybe it is her. Maybe it's saying when your grandfather walks in, be like, granddad, I know you're going to have comments about how much I'm going to eat today or what I'm wearing. Please, I'm not in a space to hear it today. No more. It is a boundary. And you proactively say it before the situation happens. And maybe your mom does get anxious. Maybe she starts, you know, frustrating and saying things to you. And then you can be like, hey, let's take a moment to breathe together so this doesn't escalate and ruin our evening. You take a few deep breaths together. Maybe you go outside together, get some fresh air, or maybe separately you get space and you're like, how can I support? There is power in handling things proactively and realizing that someone is just maybe going through things internally and they're lashing out because they don't feel supported or heard. And maybe it's setting a boundary right? Maybe your aunt is just saying things to you, unsolicited advice, um, speaking about things that you're not comfortable with. How can you communicate things better? And like, you know, maybe it is just saying like, I'm not okay with talking about this or how you speak to me. Please stop. I don't want to have these conversations at family gatherings during the holiday seasons. I love you, but this is a boundary to me. Or maybe it's like, I appreciate your constructive feedback and looking out for me, but this feels more like criticism and it's not conducive in a positive way at all. So like, let's find a balance. And if you can express it in a different way, great. I'm open to hearing it. And if not, let's not have this conversation, right? Just different ways to say things. A few things with setting boundaries here that I want to, I want to like go a little deeper with for you. Self-reflect. Okay. Before the event, before whatever it is, you need to know what your boundaries are. So take some time to reflect on your own needs and your own limits and your own boundaries. Identify specific behaviors that make you uncomfortable, conversations, topics, and just consider what these boundaries may be so that you can clearly identify them to know if it's being crossed or not. Because people may cross your boundaries and they may not know your boundaries because maybe you didn't even know your boundaries and then you yell, they yell. Okay, cool. But if you know your boundary and you can communicate it effectively, then you guys are in a more mature conversation and it can be handled differently. So once you self-reflect and know your boundaries, you need to have some clear communication when expressing your boundaries and be clear, kind, but assertive. Um, and not in like coming from a confrontation way. It's just maybe you set the boundary if someone does cross it versus the proactiveness, right? And it's not always what you say. It's also how you say it. So be mindful of that. And, and, you know, I recommend, you know, using I statements to communicate how certain behaviors or words impact you. Like for example, I feel uncomfortable when conversations become critical about my body or about what I'm posting on social media. And I just appreciate it. If we could keep discussions positive and not negative about what you think I'm doing is wrong or stupid, right? I feel like you're not supporting me. I feel like this, like express how it's making you feel. And sometimes 
Uh, maybe you see your family for Thanksgiving and then Christmas Eve and then Christmas and New Year's. Like sometimes you may need to reinforce boundaries consistency. Um, if a family member keeps violating them, but stay calm and assertive and remind them of the limit you've set. And, you know, this is something I share inside of my programs, both of them, because boundaries are huge and boundaries are just standards of how people can win with you. I feel like people have a negative connotation of boundaries of like, they don't want to have a confrontation or a conversation, but it's more of like a, Hey, this doesn't feel good. I would really appreciate it if you did this instead, or if you didn't talk about this, that way it can improve our relationship. That way we don't have any issues. I love you. You're my cousin. You're my aunt. You're my partner, yada, yada, yada. This is a way for us to win and improve the relationship. If the boundary continues to be crossed, then this is the consequence. I'm not going to come around. I'm not going to talk to you, right? Reinforcing boundaries and respecting each other's is a way for healthy relationships. Um, it's a whole other topic, but I think at the end of the day, you must know your boundaries and game plan. How can you communicate it effectively and calmly? Again, maybe you have to go through that exit plan strategy to ground yourself first, breathe before you have a conversation, or maybe by proactively thinking about it and planning it, you know how to groundly communicate. This ain't cool. I ain't dealing with this toxic behavior. With that said, I think it is mindful to choose your battles like prioritize the issues because not every disagreement or negative behavior requires immediate attention or a boundary talk, like evaluate the importance of it, right? Cause sometimes maybe walking away and just having a conversation with your other aunt just diffuses the, the situation and it's good. Do that. So it's prioritizing your own mental well being and like just the energy of where you're at and not constantly having something to nitpick about everybody you're talking about. Right. So prioritize, choose your battles. If you do need to address something with someone, timing is key. Not in the middle of dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, maybe in front of everyone. Choose an appropriate time and place. Maybe instead of confronting them in the heat of the moment when you are around people, you could say, let's end this conversation right now. This is uncomfortable for everybody. And then later you can opt in and be like, hey, can I have a private conversation with you? And you call them over outside or to a room and just calmly have a conversation with them, especially when the emotion, um, is out. Right. And when you're having these conversations with people and when you're like focus on the solution, instead of focusing on the blame and what was said or wrong, how can you express how the behavior affected you and how can you both collaborate on finding compromises or alternatives to just continue to continue to contribute to a more positive family dynamic and setting. I know conversations may be uncomfortable for some of you or confrontations, but at the end of the day, if you cannot effectively communicate what's going on and you're just shutting down or avoiding or lashing out, that is not healthy ways of handling things. And sometimes it's getting over this hump of the uncomfortableness of a conversation that welcomes in more connection to that person because maybe that person didn't realize what they were doing maybe didn't realize what, how much it was affecting you and having a conversation can just bring so much love and respect trust me i've done it myself so i do encourage you to have conversations and don't see it as confrontation just see it as a way to improve and have it as a win-win and with that comes communicating effectively like again i feel upset and when you make comments like this versus when you say you always do this, right? How can you bring it to you and how it's affecting you? Um, 
you know, when it comes to just conversations, I think it's, you don't have to go super in depth in these events, but also expressing yourself, how you feel and just asking for clarity if needed, but express your feelings. Don't blame, don't focus on them. You always do this. You, 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 I feel this way. I have a boundary. I no longer feel comfortable talking about this, whatever it is. And be specific. That way this person knows what they can have conversations with you about or not. Maybe you're like, I don't always see eye to eye with you politically. So I think it's just best if we just have politics as an off topic because like you're one of my favorite aunts and I love you. And I just like, I just don't want any like negativity in our conversations. Cool. Be specific versus like, I don't want to talk about what you, your opinions are because it may just be on a specific behavior. Right. Um, when you can be more specific and you can link your feelings or just feelings to behaviors and what you're cool with or not, it just lets the other person have a better understanding of the impact of their words and their actions. And it makes it easier for them to recognize the consequence of that because you already explained it to them and it gives them an opportunity to rise up and improve how they're showing up. I think what is important here when it comes to dealing with these type of people is making sure you're staying calm and respectful. So managing your emotions, how can you keep your emotions in check during conversations or during situations? Maybe it doesn't, it, maybe you're overhearing a conversation and you're not okay with it and you're getting a little triggered and rallied up, but you don't have to have the conversation because you're choosing your battles. How can you handle that overwhelm? So go take a deep breath, go compose yourself. Emotional regulation contributes so much to these, to these situations. How can then you choose your words wisely? Remember, it's not what you say always. It's also how you say it. How can you stay respectful and not like in your face confrontational, right? So avoiding blame words again and focusing more on the issue, not the person, what was said, because that way, because that way that person doesn't feel attacked. And this kind of, again, maintains that more solution oriented approach of like this when, when this was said versus when you, 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 you no this behavior, these words, um, at the end of the day, like find common ground with them. Like maybe it's being proactive and just talking about the new dog you got or the job that you love or the, the new man you're dating. Like just find things that could like, you can guide the conversation in a good way versus having them guide it into maybe a conversation you don't want to talk about how you gained weight or maybe how you got fired from a job or X, Y, Z find, just find a way to bring the conversation to what will not escalate. Um, at the end of the day, when it comes to dealing with toxic, unhealthy people, family members during these things is make sure you're practicing self-care and prior, during, after, you know, like I said, holidays can be a lot and there's a lot going on, but they should be filled with joy and love and relaxation. So what can you do to keep your energy and mindset in a good place? Maybe it's going for a walk or taking some time to read a book or meditate. Maybe it's going to see your best friend when you're back from home and just having a plan to prioritize your self-care prior, prior, uh, proactively. And like, again, be aware of your emotions and your mindset. Emotionally regulate. If you feel overwhelmed during family gatherings, give yourself permission to take breaks. Find a quiet space, decompress, do five-minute deep breaths, do a meditation, 
journal, regain your composure because the only you are the one that can control your emotions, your thoughts, your responses and feelings. And when you go about it in a proactive way, you're able to handle situations better. And then lastly, like you need to have a post-care like self-care event. Maybe you go get a massage after, maybe you go to your therapy session. Maybe you, I don't know, go work out and let that energy out. Maybe it's talking to a friend and whatever it is, give yourself space to just relax and decompress when you're maybe in like a high strung energetic event that may be a little triggering or maybe hard. Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, when you can take control over your thoughts, your responses, when you can effectively communicate calmly because you're choosing to stay grounded, you're choosing to um, emotionally regulate, that's how you're able to diffuse the situation by just choosing your battles and not letting everything trigger you or communicating properly boundaries that don't feel good and being able to navigate a conversation in a way that does feel supportive. But again, you need to know those boundaries for yourself and doing that self-care, having an exit plan, being proactive about this is super well. And you know, again, it really depends on the situation here. So I'm being a kind of broad, but Take, your, take a moment to just sit down and be like, what are you nervous about? What person, what conversation, like what is it, right? What assumptions are being made? How do you want it to go instead? How do you want it to feel? How can you be proactive about it? How can you see it as a projection? How can you see it with more compassion and um, less like feeling attacked or like enraged and more of like neutral? Like what can you do? And what's your game plan proactively during it, after create a game plan so that you're taking control of the situation and your responses and your feelings. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the holidays are meant to be fun. So enjoy yourself, hang out with those who do bring you joy. Maybe it's after, you know, seeing your family, you go see friends. Maybe it's just having some quiet time with yourself. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy these moments. I feel like sometimes we just let the overwhelm get to us. And I've been there and I like focus so much on like, ah, versus like, okay, it's the holidays. Like, how can I make the best of it? How can I just be in the spirit of love and happiness and choose to surround myself with those, um, that make me feel this way. And if other people are around that I don't love, like, how can I just manage it better? Um, so that it's not affecting or dampering the holidays for you because you get you, it, they're your holidays too, and you should be able to enjoy them yourself. Um, yeah, so I hope that helps and every situation is different, but I trust that this is going to give you some guidance and resources to navigate these holiday times. Um, yeah, I wish you luck. I wish you a happy holiday season. If you're listening to this right before Thanksgiving, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy all of the food. If you're listening to this before Christmas, you know, just enjoy the holidays, enjoy everything. It's kind of a time where I feel like people do slow down and we're like in a more happy spirit. So embrace it. Well, I appreciate you for listening. Share this. Let me know what you think. Tag me on Instagram, share it with a friend who maybe needs this words of wisdom as well. And I wish you nothing but the best this holiday season. And I trust that you will be able to handle it the best you've ever been able to handle it before. Remember, everybody's just doing the best they can with the resources they have. I'm sending you lots of love 
and I will see you in the next episode. Continue to embrace yourself, love yourself, shine bright into the world that will impact everyone you come in contact with. And I hope you have the most radiant day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.